0: Here we are. you are listening to and or watching an open dialogue. I'm Violet Howe.
1: And I'm Todra Candle. And today we're talking Ooh. about, I feel like we need a bump, bump,
0: bump. I know, right? We normally try to share good news and fun topics. And today <laughs> well, <it is laughs> we're fun. talking about aging. And I aging. And I think one of the reasons we want to talk about this is because we don't consider, you know, we as a society don't consider that good news. Like, you know what I mean? No. Um, no. you and I were having a conversation as we have many conversations, but we were talking about aging and I just think there's, and I'm going to, and I'm going to preface this by saying, especially as women, if you are a man and you are listening, we love you, but you are a loud to age gracefully in a way that women are not. And so I, I think our topic today is is really more geared to our experiences as women. Why why are we not allowed to do something that is so completely natural and inevitable? Why? Why Definitely.
1: is that? Definitely. And I, I don't know. And, and gentlemen, you are allowed to keep listening because it might give you some, you know, some uh, empathy. Yeah, some insight and and empathy for us. But, you know, if you want to go grab a drink and some popcorn or something or (laughs) watch baseball because baseball hasn't started yet, but soon. Um, Yeah, but no, it really is. It really is a woman thing. And I mean, I I'm fascinated by this because I look at I I think a lot of, of how my grandmothers looked when I was. Born when I was the age of my grandchildren. And I think to myself, I
0: don't think I look like a grandmother. <laughs> no, and you look, I know there was a thing recently with the Golden Girls where they were talking about the age of the Golden Girls was basically the same as the as the ladies in Sex the Sex in the City reboot, right? But they look totally different and the way their lifestyles yes. you know presented. So I do think. Uh, you know on the whole we we've we've, allowed, we've pushed back i guess what you would say the doubtiness of old age i do think right. we've pushed that back from like the time of our grandmothers um, or even the time of our mothers but um, i i i still just think even from a young age we want to press women into being older I mean, we, we look at, there's a lot of criticism of beauty pageants in the way that it, you know, either sexualizes young girls or, or, you know, they add makeup and outfits to make them look older than they are. We look at like preteen clothes. We look at, you know, teenagers, we look at the ever younger, you know, uh, cover models, like all that type of stuff. Like, it's like weird. It's such a rush to age women up until a point, And then we want them to stop aging. Do you feel like you wanted to be older when you were,
1: let's say I, I think that I think the prime age of that is usually around 10, 11, 12, you know yeah. where? Do you feel like you wanted to be older?
0: Yeah, I, you know, I I would look at my um, my cousins or my aunts who were older and I wanted to be um, I wanted to be a teenager. I wanted to be a young adult. And then I think all the way through, like, you know, middle school and high school, you want to graduate. You want to be in college. And then like in college, you can't wait to get out of college and be in your 20s so that you can drink and you can go where you want to and you can rent a car. You can do whatever. And then there's like this little hump that you cross where all of a sudden you're like, no, 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 no. I don't want to get older now. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was thinking about, um, and, and this movie has been on my mind a lot because uh, slight segue. Um, Jennifer Garner, who I adore, and um Buffalo, uh, who I also adore, they made a movie that is one of my all-time favorites, Thirteen Going on Thirty. And they um today the Adam Project premieres on Netflix. And this is kind of they've been they've been touting it as their 13 Going On Thirty reunion. Right. And they even so, have like a joint Instagram page. Yeah, they they, the they do. And they they were um, if you've watched the movie, they were eating uh Zazzles. The zazzles right. right is that what it is right.
0: yeah and they they gave zazzles to the young boy who plays like, adam the and he adam. was like
1: that movie came out before i was born and so but when you think about that movie 13 going on 30 that's what she says she when she's so upset she goes into the closet and she says i want to be she's 13 she's turning 13 and she says i want to be 30 flirty and fabulous and that's when she opens her eyes she is in fact 30 flirty and mm-hmm. fabulous um you know <laughs> arguably. But so at the age of 13, all she can think about is to her, 30 is that age of perfection. When right. you are, right. Yeah, you, you know, you're finished school, you're on your own, you have a career and everything is wonderful. She tends, she finds out, That maybe adulting is hard, as you know, (laughs) as we
0: all find out.
1: Yeah, and and we, you, and I have had children who have learned um, that adulting is maybe not as fun as what it it appears to be. That there are a little bit, there are a few more challenges. But um, yes, I I think that especially as women, we keep wishing for the next thing, and then we get to a certain point, we're like, "Oh, I wish I could be." 23 again. I wish it could be, you know, for me, the age of 31. That that age, I always thought 31 was like the penultimate age. I don't know why.
0: But I will say, I will add a a caveat to that. I would want to go back to that age knowing what I know now. And I think one of the benefits of aging is is the wisdom that you gain and the experience that you gain. And and of course, you know, a lot of that is has been through you know, heartache or trials or tribulations or whatever. Yeah. But I do feel like that's one of the benefits of getting older. Um, I'm probably, and it's so funny. I used to hear, I used to like read interviews or article, or watch our interviews or read articles of people that would say they were comfortable in their skin. And, and at 25, I was like, what does that even mean? Right. At 53, I know exactly what that means. Like I'm very comfortable in my skin. I'm very comfortable with who I am and, and how well I know myself and and what I'm able to do. And I, am not as consumed with worry about, you know, what everyone else thinks or what everyone else is doing or, or anything else, but it's, it's such a double-edged sword because at the same time, I do find myself more consumed with my appearance as I age than I ever thought I would be. I very proudly, very proudly would tell anyone when I was in my 20s that I would never have facial, I would never have plastic surgery, I would never have anything done to my face, like, you know, you, you just age gracefully, that's all, and like, now that like I've got like this, you know, Stuff going on with my neck where it's like the skin's changing. Um, I had a lovely, beautiful golden tan when I was younger. And now, you know, my chest area is paying the price of that tan. The lines around my face. um, My hair alternating between getting darker and getting grayer. You know, my eyelids coming down over my eye. Like all these things happen. (laughs) That I'm like, what is this? What's going on? Um, So it's like that double-edged sword that I would love to be young again and have the skin that I had then and the body that I had then and the endurance that I had then and the ability to pretty much eat whatever I wanted then but I would want the knowledge that I have now you want the
1: knowledge uh, that comes from the the experience
0: yeah I agree and there goes the dog Uh, we have a casual podcast whatever happens happens
1: yep yep Yep. Um, he's and you know what? He just knows that Haley is going to leave. She's not even leaving yet. He's just, he can tell by her actions and what she's right, doing. She's
0: preparing yeah. to leave
1: and that yeah. triggers them. Yeah, so. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I would agree with you um, about that. I'm seeing if I can mute up. I don't think, I don't, I don't know if there was, there is a way to mute myself on here. I I know
0: I can mute me, but I don't, I don't, I can't mute you.
1: (laughs) I don't know whether I can or not. Maybe I can. I don't know. Mine's in the lower (laughs) left corner of my screen. Lower left corner of your screen. Oh, I see it. I see it now. Okay. So when he starts barking again, I'm going to mute me and then you can just say whatever you want to say. Okay. (laughs) Okay. The mic is yours. Um, no, I I agree. I um, never really thought about aging. I have two. He's, he's just he's just pub stop. He's um you know I have I had grandmothers who really were were beautiful and they aged very gracefully. Now, uh, having said that, my one grandmother on my father's side. All right.
0: OK, while you're talking about that, um, I one of my grandmothers passed away at 67. Um, so she passed away in what I now think is relatively young. When she passed away, I was like 19 and I didn't think that 67 was young. Um, my other grandmother is 92 and, and is just a force of nature. And up and I would say up until. Up until right before the pandemic, maybe a year or so before the pandemic, she was still go, 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 go. You know, she would drive anywhere she wanted and, and she mowed her own grass and she chopped her own wood and she did everything for herself and and um and and was always was always a lady that I don't think ever has looked her age. Um, and so, you know, I I, I don't know. I I think there's such a there's so much to be gained with those years that come and i wish that we didn't have such a social stigma on on the physical part that comes with it you know what right. i mean it's it's really i mean it's it's billions of dollars that people spend to try to look younger or try to chase younger or try to capture younger and and sometimes they go to such lengths that they no longer they no longer look young and they no longer look like themselves and they no longer look natural, you know, because yeah. they've gone to the planks to try to chase the, the youth kind of thing. So um, <laughs> for those of you who are listening and not watching, she's like waving me on because of the, <laughs> because of the dog. But. Okay.
1: It's safe now. It's all okay.
0: safe now that all right. we've, We're we've, talking about your grandmothers.
1: Yes. My, my, um, my one grandmother, I figured out was 56 when I was born. Yeah, that's right, she was yeah, she was born in 1911. And so she was 56, so she was older than I am now, but not much older, right. but I always had this image of her as, you Being know, old. yeah, her, her hair was dark and it got more salt and pepper, but she never colored her hair to the best of my knowledge. Um, and my other grandmother, her hair had gone white overnight. She was in an accident and her hair, I, I it, everybody says it can't happen, but apparently it did. I was not alive, but this is what everybody said, that it went white overnight. And so she'd always had white hair from the time, um, I right. remember. And, and that grandmother had a lot of health issues. So that, I think I associated that a lot with, uh, aging and she would have been, um, 65 when I was born the other one. So, um, my parents were both children of older people. My my one girl right. was 41 when she had my mother. So um but you know, I felt like they both aged gracefully. They didn't try to dress differently. They they, you know, they were both people who had been born at the beginning of the, the 20th century. And so they had that was that was the norm, I think, at that point. And right. And when I think about the whole thing with Golden Girls and the the Sex and the City reboot, just like that, I think what that shows is our our um, view and our expectation of when we think about senior citizens, when we think about grandmothers, when we think about this kind of thing. Up uh, in in the in the eighties, that was what our view was. Right. As
0: right. So, do you yeah. think we've become more um, more accepting, or that we've allowed women to age? No not age later, but, but to, I don't, there's this perception of like what you're supposed to look like for your age. Right. Right. And, and, and women get criticized if they dress too young or if they, if they're trying to look younger they're trying to dress younger or whatever. And, and that's, I I think that's one of the ones that I have the biggest problem with because I don't feel inside. I don't feel any different than I felt probably 20 years ago. And so the things that I want to wear, and I'm not talking about like, I don't have the body to be running around in a little crop top and, and the low slung pants anymore, unfortunately. Not, And I, and I don't think I would do whether they have the body or not, maybe we should, right. just, you know, um, and, and I don't think for me personally, I don't think I would be wearing that now. I wore the, what I wore at 30, but at the same time, when I go into larger stores that have women's section and misses or juniors or whatever they call it, I never like the clothes that are in the women's section. Yeah. I still like the clothes that are in the misses and the junior section. And so there's that thin line of like, you know, are you dressing too young? are you like who decides? okay, at a certain age, women are supposed to wear these clothes. And then at a certain age, you know, they stop wearing these clothes. Like who gets to decide that?
1: Yeah. And I, and I think it, it probably is a, it's probably less of a societal thing as it is um, maybe even regional or, or who you grow up around. My mother had a very strong feeling and and you and I have discussed this before that when a woman gets past say 35 I mean that that was probably even pusher it's probably 30. she shouldn't have long hair anymore right my mother right. was like, you and I
0: have discussed this because I have family members who yeah even now you know kind yeah. of like get the papers every time they think about the fact that my hair is long so right.
1: and, and I you know mine is long longer than it has been in a long time and I think about that that um, you know that was just a thing that you you got your hair cut. And then you started going and I I guess you got permanence and you went to the beauty parlor once a week and you got your hair done. And that was that was part of life. Um, I, I, you know, my mother, who died when she was 63, was remained very youthful all the way to the end. Right. Always colored her hair. She always was very well put together. She dressed, um, you know, in, in clothes that flattered her, not in clothes that she felt were right for her age or right,
0: or right.
1: Like that and i think i probably emulated her more than than my grandmothers you know i'm certainly not wearing a polyester
0: right and, right
1: and there are times i'll pick up a shirt and be like what are you doing you know this is not <laughs> you're you're not 80 you don't have to wear this right. no to anybody who is 80 i think when you're 80 you can wear whatever you
0: want too i you know well, i i think we should and, be- and that's what- that's where I think, like, why can we not just wear whatever we want, no matter right. what age we are? You know what I mean? Like, why, why does there have to be a cutoff point where you have to push aside your own wants or your own expression or your own individuality? And, and I, and I feel like that's one of the things. You know, I mentioned earlier, like fifty three and comfortable in my skin, kind of thing. That's one of the things where, like, I don't conform to that. You know, I don't. I, I've gotten so many lectures from my, my lovely, like well-meaning aunt about the fact that my hair is too long for my age, but I like my hair, so I'm not cutting it. And I do like, you know, for the majority of like, I wear what I want to wear. And I, you know, I feel like I don't allow that to constrict me, but at the same time, like I said, I'm very conscious of the changes in my body that I don't have control over. I can control what I'm wearing with my clothes and I control how I wear my hair, but there's parts of that I can't control. And I do feel like we've gotten more forgiving is not the right word that we've gotten more allowing maybe tolerant, tolerant of, of Mm -hmm. allowing women to not fit into such a, a strictly confined definition of, of what they should be at a certain age. But at the same time, we still very much punish them for getting older. You see that, you know, in, in Hollywood, you see that in modeling, you see that in what the fashion industry offers. Like there's like, there's, there's so much against being older. Yeah, um, and so mm-hmm. th- I think that's what like I didn't realize when I was younger, how much things are geared towards being younger, even in something as small as mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I remember going to a concert when I was maybe like 41 mm-hmm. and being very aware that like no one noticed that I was there. And I don't know if that makes sense when I say that, but like there, there's, there is an age you reach where people stop paying attention to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it's something where like, you know, you can still look just as nice as you did 10 years earlier, but you're not going to get the same level of attention. And and I I know yeah. when I say that people are going to be like, Oh, are you, is that what you're looking for? You're looking no. for attention? I'm not saying that yeah. I'm just saying I'm that there's a certain you. point where you you've crossed an age threshold where sure. you no longer exist in the same way that you did before to Definitely. other people, even though you may still feel the same on the inside. Definitely,
1: you're not necessarily turning heads the way that you were, right? You know? Yeah, I, I I understand that, and that's um it, that that's a difficult adjustment. You know, a lot of the stuff is is probably less the physical, although the physical is huge, and I I don't want to I don't want to uh, you know downplay that. <laughs> Sorry, a cat is climbing onto my lap and decided that she slipped and her 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 claws would go right into my leg. We're all good now. Um, But this idea that I I was always the youngest person in any group. Like I I always gravitated to people who were older than me, and I would always I always had this thing where I was sitting at the feet of the 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 people, being like, oh, I'm I'm the 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 ingenue who is who is soaking things up because. You know, especially because I was I was 20 when I got married, so most of the people who were um, military spouses around me were at least five to 10 years older than me. I was always the youngest. And, and then I was doing stuff that people who were five to 10 years older than me were doing. And so I you know, I, I don't know at what point I was like, wait, 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 wait. Why am I the oldest person in the room? <laughs> when did this happen? Um Because it, it, that is. I was in a meeting last week and I, I looked around. It was a virtual meeting. I looked around. And I'm like, he's, yep. Yeah, he, he I am the oldest person here. And I suddenly just felt like ancient. Yes. I
0: still yes. Have, I've I had that experience.
1: Still, yeah. I, I yeah. still felt, you know, relevant. And I felt like I had things to say, but, but you know, um, yeah, it is, it is definitely, there's a lot of, um, things that we talk about too, physically that, um, that, that, that people talk about like facelifts and cosmetic surgery and, and Botox and coloring your hair and, and whatever. And then there's other things that are, um, you know, that we don't talk about so much that are physical things that we deal with too. And, uh, you know, I don't know that I'm going to go there, but I'm just saying that there are. a well, lot. No, of-
0: I think we, I think we should go there to some extent. Okay. Like, how can you have a conversation about women aging without discussing <laughs> what happens when women age? You can't. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, why is
0: that a taboo, taboo?
1: And I, 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 I don't, I don't necessarily have a problem with talking about it as a taboo. It was just we, you and I, didn't discuss this ahead of time, and I didn't want to see why deer in the headlight. Like I can't believe she's saying this.
0: And then have as to, I text you, what the hell are you doing? You know, what are you talking
1: about? Yeah, <laughs> but there are things you know. I have I, I more than ever now have women who are right around my age, who are friends of mine, and and this is what we're talking about. We're talking about things like you know, coughing and sneezing and whatever, that's an issue. And there are things you could do. I, I heard from somebody yesterday about something that I had not heard of. And I was so excited. I was like, this is awesome. You tell. Okay. So you go and you sit, you go to a doctor's office and you sit on this like electrode thing and, and it, it strengthens your pelvic floor. It, she said it was like the equivalent of doing 10,000 kegels in. in really? period of time. And she said it has made a
0: huge difference in her life. Okay, so those of you who aren't here yet and you, and you yeah. think we're vague speaking no. when you get older and this is not it's not a guarantee that this is going to happen, but it's likely yeah. when you get older, your, your pelvic um, floor, your pelvic muscles weaken. And so um, one thing that happens is that the moment that you feel as though you need to go pee, you have to go right then. You can't yeah. hold it like you used to, girl. When you think you gotta go, you gotta go, and there may be only five drops that come out, but you gotta go right then. <laughs> <But> after <laughs> after then I was worried about you going there, and you are going right. I'm going there the because, I, because I think part of yeah. the problem is that all of this is so we don't discuss. Right. We don't discuss this, and it's like why not? Like it's it's mm-hmm. so anyway. The other thing is that if you don't go right away, then those little five drops of pee. If you happen to cough or sneeze or laugh unexpectedly, they're going to go ahead and go without you, even though you didn't go. So um, it's, there's so many things that come with aging with a woman's body that you're like, what the hell is this? Like, it's not enough that I've had a period for the majority of my life. I've had to deal with, you know, at least five days a month of bleeding And dealing with cramps, I I saw this thing the other day where they said that they determined that like the level of pain with severe cramps is equivalent to a heart attack. And it it was like this funny thing where it was saying like, you know, we got these commercials, tampon commercials that are like, don't let that stop you, you know, go swimming, ride a horse, play basketball, do whatever you want to do. And they said, you know, if you had told any man who was bleeding for five days with a nonstop heart attack to go ride a horse, <laughs> think you were not, you know what I mean? So like, it's not enough that we've dealt with this our entire lives, yeah, but now yeah. at the end of that, there's this whole other thing you go through with, with hot flashes and with bloating and with, you know, menopause fog in your brain and with, you know, the, the, your body changes again, all the hormones and all the things that change with you with going through menopause, it's effective aging. And it's kind of like, really seriously. Yeah. Um, and That's we weird. don't talk about it. There's so no. much, of, I think pretty much everybody knows hot flashes because hot flashes has become kind of like a, yeah. a, a joke or a funny reference, but yeah. there's so much that people don't talk about. And like you said, yeah. when you get to be of a certain age, then you start discussing this stuff with other people and you're like, holy crap. So that's why I wake up every night at two o'clock. Oh, so that's why, you know, I'm terrified of sneezing. Like, so all these things you don't know because we don't talk about them. It's taboo. We have this, we have to keep this image of, of women being youthful and beautiful and, and, you know, without flaw kind of thing. And it's, it's bullshit. Yeah.
1: And, you know, we, my husband and I watch TV at night. We always watch, um, you know, through our fire stick, through a, through a streaming service. And so the, the commercials tend to be, when you have commercials in a show, they tend to be the same commercials over and over again. So he'll be like, oh, I can't believe I have to see this. But they're now getting a lot more um, realistic about certain uh, feminine products. So you know, it used to be that they would show it and they would have like little blue water and you dip it yes. in whatever. And now it's red and they say blood and whatever. My husband's like, I don't need to see this. And I said, well, guess what? I've had to live with it. So I think if it's, I I don't think, I think there's a small price for you to pay. Right. And I
0: don't think it should be taboo. And now, and and now we're kind of going backwards with the age thing. But I know that, like, I think I speak for, if not every, almost every middle school and high school girl, that your very worst fear is going to be a bleed through. Like, oh my God, that's terrifying. Yep why should it be terrifying? Half of the population bleeds once a month, you know, or not, not probably not half because there are women who have issues with it or whatever. But I'm just saying, it's like, why is this such this huge taboo topic? It's not like we're doing something wrong or we're doing something shameful or we're doing something. It's just a natural thing that happens to our bodies. But we've created this huge thing around like, you know, uh, Talking about tampons in front of boys or letting them know that we're on our period, or, you know, yeah. the whole thing with the commercials, or let's don't make anything unpleasant. No. We have to deal with it. We have yeah. to live with it. It's something that we live with. And I really think that part of this whole stigma around aging starts so much younger with let's hide everything that is natural and normal about a woman. And let's create this image that we want of her and, and, and try to preserve that image of who she's supposed to be.
1: Definitely. And you know, I, I, my Step box with me, girl. <laughs> <laughs> my, um, my mother was always of the, you know, she, when she, when it came to, she was, she was good about talking to us about, about, you know, getting your period and everything like that. But she never had any problem when she had babies, she would say to me, Oh, I never had any pain. You know? So when I went into labor, I knew to expect pain, but I was like, well, I'm not as 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 stalwart as my mother. My mother right. had two children um, as opposed to four, but still, you know, she was like, oh, I had one little cramp and then there you were. And, you know, that's not really, I, I, <laughs> I think to myself, mm, was it thou?" But my point is that we never talked about menopause because she never complained about it to me. She just said, oh, no, one day it just stopped. That was it. And then... By the time I was going through it, as I said, my parents have been gone for, you know, right. fifteen and sixteen years. So I don't have anybody who I can go to and say, except my older friends, my friends who have gone through it, and say, This is this is what's happening. And as I've I've kind of found myself more at the um, I think I only have one friend who is older than me, who I feel I have that level of intimacy with, who I can say, Hey, this is happening. Is this normal? And like, right. so Yeah, this happened to me too. Um, But it is, you know, like I, I didn't know really anything. I expected that, you know, your periods ended and, and they were unpredictable and I did expect hot flashes. Um, but you know, I didn't know that, that most women who go through menopause gain a good deal of weight and, and it doesn't matter how you eat or how you exercise. It really, metabolism changes completely. Yeah, it just is. And, um, that was a big shock to me. That was a huge shock to me. I was like, "What do you mean? What do you mean? No, I've always been able to just, you know, I just stop eating, and then everything's fine." But right, it isn't. That isn't the right. Way it is. Um, there is a, a, a book I know I've mentioned on here before. I'm pretty sure I have. It's called uh, "Our Bodies, Ourselves" by Christina Christiana Northrup. and I highly recommend it. It's an older book, but it's really, really well written. Um, I think it's by my bed Now that I think about it. Um, about the different stages of aging and what to expect. And she celebrates it. It's not like, um, you know, oh, and then, you know, now you're sliding down toward the end of your life. You know, it's not that kind of thing. It's more like, guess what? Now you are in the the greatest phase of your life because you have all this wisdom and you have the time and the understanding of the value of time to be able to, to share it and to go and be part of a community of women where you say, you know, let, it's okay. This is all right. Yeah. We're going to help you get through it. Everything's going to be good, and, and you're not panicking as much. And I'm not sure the whole panicking thing is right on, but you know, <laughs> one can hope. But it's a very well written um, description of that, and I I do highly recommend uh, you know checking out something that is going to give you a heads up on on what's happening if you're younger than us, if you are if you're in your mid fifties. I'm about to be right smack in the middle of of fifty of the fifties. Um, and you know, I, I don't necessarily feel, I feel like I'm, I'm busier now and my life is very vibrant. Um, you know, I certainly don't feel like I'm ready to sit in a rocking chair and look out at the pasture. Um, someday I'd like to, I wish I had the time to do that, but, uh, you know, I, I don't feel like it's imminent. I still feel needed and Maybe some days I really don't want to be that much needed, but you know, I still feel very, very much part of of life and right. You no. Know.
0: Well, I feel like one of the things that you said kind of stuck out stuck out to me. Like, I do think it's hard not to feel like when you start going through these changes, oh crap, this this signals the end. You know right. what I mean? I'm coming yep. to the end. Yeah. It is definitely a physical transition. And it's hard not to feel like that transition, like it's hard not to let that emotionally and psychologically affect you, that you're going through this physical transition and we're heading into the third act of a three-act play. It's just, it is what it is. You know, you have pre-puberty and then you have womanhood for whatever that means. And then you go into this stage. And I think the hard thing is not seeing that as a negative transition and not seeing that as a negative stage or not allowing it to really, you know, be hanging over your head like a dark cloud. I I shared an an article yesterday that I loved. It was a woman who um, lost her husband of decades when she was, I think she was 70. And Mm -hmm. uh, it was after a lengthy illness. And she ended up finding love again. And this article was about how she's literally having the best sex of her life. Like she's, you know, in this stage in her 70s where like... (laughs) Um, she, like she said, when they were younger, when she and her, her boyfriend, which is what she calls him, her boyfriend was, you know, married and had lost his wife as well. And both couples, when they were younger, were consumed with their careers and consumed with their children and consumed with all this other stuff. And, and even like, you know, to some extent, like grandchildren or whatever. And now they're to a stage of life where like they can travel whenever they want to, and they can spend time together and they, you know, they can do all these things. And she was saying that, you know, she had some experiences when she was younger that affected her, um, her feelings about sex and that carried into her marriage with her husband. And she said now... She has like this almost like liberation of not being shackled by those things, and and she talked about that she and her boyfriend have you know a nightstand drawer full of sex toys that they incorporate, which was not something that her husband ever felt comfortable with them doing, and and they yeah. you know it, she did talk about some of the the physical hardships, like her uh, her boyfriend who I think is like two or three years older than her um, is using something to help with erectile dysfunction. And she uses something to help with vaginal dryness. And that, you know, those are things that happen as you get older, but that she said, I really feel like this is the best sex of my life. And we've talked about before within the publishing industry for the longest
1: time, now mine are going to bark. Well, you know, I I heard, I heard somebody whining and it sounded like somebody whistling. and I was like,
0: somebody there whistling
1: near you? No, it's As you're talking about the greatest sex of your life. We talked
0: about the industry being, you know, anybody over 30 was like too old. And, and basically those of us who wanted to write older heroines were literally told no one wants to read about old women having sex. Like that's just not something people want to read. But newsflash, we don't stop having sex. We don't stop feeling passion. We don't stop wanting to be touched and held and desired and all these other things. And sometimes that late in life, stage for many people, I think is the freest that they've ever had in their sex lives because they're not so consumed with their body. They're not so consumed with work. They're not so consumed with, with child rearing and, you know, parenthood well, and and getting pregnant, you know getting pregnant, Right. That's not something you have to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I just think that that's yet another layer of this you know, we want to shut women down at a certain age and determine that, okay, you're no longer sexy after this point, but it it doesn't have to be that way. No, it it definitely doesn't. And
1: I do think that we should be writing about that. (laughs) What is is, um, sometimes troubling or not troubling, that's not the word I should use, but sometimes uh, uh, an obstacle to overcome is that a lot of readers who are of that age still want to read YA or younger women, um, you know, I have a, a population of readers who are of um, a certain age because of my husband's work. And they always say to me, oh, I don't want to read about somebody like me. I want to read about somebody who's, you know, maybe only 30 or only 40 or, you know, something like that. Um, and, and so that is, that is a
0: difficulty. Um, but I think the flip is also true. It is true because I have a lot of readers, um, who are much younger? Do you have an echo now?
1: No, I don't. I, oh, somebody's, I somebody's trying to call oh. me.
0: But um, I have a lot of readers who are much younger, but they read, you know, I have several heroines who are in their 50s and they read that and say they can still relate, even though they have been through menopause, they can relate to other things that are going on in the story. So I do think we're opening that or broadening that. Yeah. We're no longer the heroin have to be in the 20s 30s. And there's many women who have said they very much appreciate that there's more heroines available now in an older age range.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think that we're gonna see a trend more toward that. I also think that we've, you know, we started to see older um, actresses and I, I think people like um, Diane Keaton and uh, um, trying to think who else I've, I've seen, I, th- there's lots of names. Um, oh, Candice Bergen. She has, you know, continued to act. Uh, there's a lot of movies that I actually absolutely love that are about women of a certain age. Um, Diane Wiest. Uh, even, like, you, you look at Meg Ryan is
0: about our age. She's probably just a little bit older than me. Um, and I think that's one thing that's happening now is you've got the, this the baby boomers, like the biggest generation that we have, right who are definitely older women. Right. Gen X, which is our generation, is now older and over the age of 50. And you have the upper cusp of the millennial are yeah. now approaching that. And so yeah. you have this huge segment of the population that is now older and they want to see themselves reflected in entertainment, in TVs and movies and books and right. they want to see themselves. Yeah.
1: Yeah, No. and I, I hope that we're going to continue to see um, Hollywood, uh, you know, publishing, um, television, everything, embrace that and, and, and share that and, uh, you know, talk about, um, you know, the, the realities of aging, but not in such a way, you know, not, uh, the Golden Girls was good, I think, you know, when I think back about it, that they did hit several topics, those women were still Having romances, you know, late in life. And uh, or or I guess it wasn't that late in life. At our age, they were having the romances. And and I also think um, you know, sex in the city, the reboot. If people realize how old those women are, it's it's also inspirational in a in a very good way. You know, I I looked at um, I really enjoyed that reboot because I thought to myself, nobody was talking about you know, riding off into the sunset. It was like, oh no, we're still right in the prime. They were making changes. They were finding new things about them. I and mean, the, the, the whole, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but the whole Miranda storyline was, you know, her, her life really turning around. Right. So, yeah.
0: Well, I feel like, um, Still have an echo. I don't know if you guys who are I, listening will be able to hear the echo, but
1: I can't hear an echo, but I can hear it's you're, you're breaking up slightly. Not, a, not a lot. Like I can, I can still, and I don't know what it has to do with nothing changed on my end. I got a phone call, but I declined it. So okay.
0: well, we'll wrap up just in case we are having technical difficulties, yeah. but we just want to encourage you to aid. <laughs> like not to say gracefully, but like why do we even have to tack that on? Let's just embrace whatever you are and reach yeah. out to other people that are that age or older to find out if things are normal. But just, I don't know, embrace the whole process. It shouldn't be so and it shouldn't be something that's negative.
1: Definitely. And share, you know, share with us. We would love to hear your stories about uh about how you feel about aging, how you feel about uh People who are older than you, um, how, how you feel about, uh, you know, going on ahead. I always say, you know, when when somebody, one of my friends will text me, oh, you know, getting old is hell. I always say, yeah, but it really beats the alternative. And yeah. when you have people in your life who have passed away at a relatively young age, you really do appreciate the fact that you're, you know, hopefully going to get the opportunity to live long enough to, right. to you know, see what it's like. Great. Yeah. To age. Absolutely. So, and you can find us on an open dialogue on uh, Facebook and you can email us if you like at an open dialogue one at gmail.com and you can find Violet Howe
0: at VioletHowe.com <laughs> and on You'll all the normal social media channels. Um, and you can find Todra Candle at com
1: and uh, Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, Twitter, a little bit. And uh, TikTok. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I don't know. I, I, I feel like that's one of those places where I definitely feel old is when I'm on TikTok. But, right. But, you know, I look around and I see other people. I'm like, hey, you know what? Screw it.
0: <laughs> so we're going to sign off with all of our wrinkles and our gray hairs. And we're going to. We're going to be back soon. Thanks for joining us. Living our vibrant life. Yes, exactly. Living our best life. That's right. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye, everybody.